million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. Michael Babcock out today, which means the triumvirate has returned. Mojo Mutati, Lucas Whitman, and Edward Lewis, ladies and gentlemen. Week three of the NFL season is officially underway. Last night, Thursday night football with the San Francisco 49ers absolutely beating down the New York Giants 30 to 12. But folks, that was not the most savage beatdown to come out of Thursday night football. Edward, there was something even worse. What happened? Yeah, it kind of looked like some combination of the UFC and WWE in the stands after the game. So here's the deal. We're told that some Giants fans and Niners fans had been chirping each other throughout the night during the game. And after the contest had ended, obviously there was tempers flaring because it was such a beatdown of a game. And we're told one of the fans threw a beer at the other fan and it connected with a woman, which set everybody in the area off and kicked off this massive brawl. Now take a look at this. I got to warn you though, it's very, very bloody, but it's a Again, very, very aggressive. Take a look. crazy video i mean once you think that it's actually going to be over it continues to go even more and more and more but what's crazier than that is that there was another incident same game same night at levi stadium where there were two women who were going after each other throwing punches but then a man gets involved grabs one of the women by her hair throws her down the stairs and then other men get involved you have kicking you have punching very brutal sight and um yeah something was in the air that night for sure I mean, this is getting totally out of hand, right? I mean, these aren't just single, isolated, one-on-one -on -one fights anymore. These are brawls. These are melees with dozens of people getting involved into a single fight. I mean, look, we talk about this all the time, but it is becoming increasingly unsafe to go to a game. And I guess there's just not enough consequences and, and punishments being enforced here because these things just continue to spike. There's more and more of them. It's actually uncommon now to go to a game and not witness a brawl just like one of these. And something has got to change. I mean, think about all the children, all the kids, all the families that are at these games, all the collateral damage that's being happened. I mean, we're talking about people throwing soda cans and obviously missing and hitting someone who had nothing to do with whatever the incident was. This is a huge huge problem and I, I gotta say these teams gotta do better these the stadium management security enforcement i mean they, they really gotta step their game here up in a just a ridiculously massive way to your point mojo i actually talked with one of the witnesses who actually filmed this video and and he told me that cops did not come for seven eight nine ten minutes after this whole brawl had ended and he said by the time that uh they had showed up everybody kind of cleared out so there was nobody to even arrest now i've reached out to the santa clara police department today all day today uh, looking 
looking for a comment, seeing if there were arrests made, seeing if they're going to do anything in the future at these Levi Stadiums games to prevent this going forward. And they said, look, we'll get back to you. So, so far, no arrests have been made and doesn't seem anybody was punished for this. And to your point, Mojo, like, if until people are getting thrown in jail of this, this is just gonna keep happening. Well, moving right along, Coach Prime, still not only the talk of college football, He's still the talk of football in general at any level. Absolutely football's top uh, storyline going this season. It seems that everybody wants a piece of Coach Prime, wants him to coach their teams. Well, we just sat down with someone I think you guys might know who has some serious Coach Prime envy. Check it out. Keon and I played together in Atlanta my first year. I shouldn't say played. He played. I watched. Um, but I he took me under his wing, and we have been close friends ever since. Uh, I had him come here uh, before Shadour was in college you know, on a recruiting visit to Southern Miss and was hoping like heck that uh, we had a, a coach, a head coach resigned after the first game, and I tried to get him to be our coach, and it just didn't work out. But we've stayed in contact. Shadour is a great kid, uh, Dion. Dion cares about those guys, and, and it shows. I mean, the players that have followed him is nothing short of amazing. What he brings to the table is, um, first of all, credibility. He's been there and done that. But enormous attention, and that brings in money. I mean, a lot of stuff that you don't think about. Let the coaches coach. You market the team. And, and there's no better marketer than Deion Sanders. So obviously a lot of what Brett is saying is water is wet, uh, it, especially when you consider this is Southern Miss. You know, it's anytime you get a person of a high profile like Deion Sanders at a place like Southern Miss, he's immediately going to improve everything that was there before him. But what Brett noted when we talked to him a little bit further in that interview was Dion would bring Shador Sanders with him. And Brett is obviously a great evaluator of quarterbacks and talent. And you could tell that he knew from the beginning when he said Shador was on his recruiting visit that he knew that Shador had a chance to be something really special. And I think that's what's being overlooked at all of this at Colorado is that Shador Sanders has the possibility of being a potential number one overall pick down the road. And I think he saw that. And if Dion came to Southern Miss, he'd be able to bring Shador and you bring the number one overall pick to Southern Miss, it could turn around that program forever. So Brett, obviously water's wet. Dion would be great there. But what he really, really hit on that I think is, is poignant is that, hey, Shador would have came with him and really changed the tide here. Yeah. And Colorado is still the biggest story. 3-0. and It's awesome. Who knows how long it's going to go, especially with Travis Hunter being out. But, you know, Dion has earned the right to basically be the king of Colorado right now because after that win over Colorado State, you know, yeah, the vibes are high in Boulder, but that doesn't keep Dion from getting in trouble <laughs> because his son, Dion Jr., posted a video of his Lambo actually right outside in the parking lot and boom, parking ticket. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> King of Colorado still getting parking tickets. I don't know. Does this humble Dion a little bit? Is this more motivation? We've all seen what can happen when you call Dion out or threaten him or try to find him, come at him in any kind of way. We get guns blazing the next way, and they got a ranked team this weekend. It's going to be a big matchup for him. So maybe this is that little bit extra ammunition he needs uh, to bring down uh, a ranked team and maintain that undefeated record. 
Coming up next on TMZ Sports, we sit down with the greatest UFC heavyweight champion of all time, Stipe Miocic, to chat about his upcoming fight against John Jones at UFC 295. You won't want to miss this next on TMZ Sports. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Adidas, Macy's, or Levi's. And you can even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal, or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMZ Sports with the triumvirate of Mojo Mutati, Lucas Whitman, and Edward Lewis. And ladies and gentlemen, it is time to talk about a super fight. And no, I'm not talking about an MMA fighter fighting in a boxer. I'm actually talking about two people fighting within the same promotion in what is sure to be the fight of the century, Stipe Miocic. John Jones, UFC 295, November 11th. And before I talk about my good friend Stipe, there's actually someone here in the triumvirate who has an even greater bond from one Ohio guy to another Ohio guy. Lucas Widman, take it away, my friend. Yeah, you guys already know I'm a huge Jake Paul guy, but there is another fighter from Ohio that I am obsessed with, and that is Stipe, you know? Got to look out for the Ohio boys. It is great to talk to him prior to this massive fight. Like you said, UFC 295, November 11th at MSG. I personally think this is the biggest fight of the year by far. You have the best heavyweight of all time going up against who many say is the absolute GOAT. So we talked to Stipe. Here's what he had to say about it. I mean, of course, we always go for knockout. That's, that is no question. But, uh, you know, I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm going to go out there and get that W, get my hand raised, and well, wrap up my waist here and then new. We haven't seen much of John at heavyweight. What did you think of him in his his first fight with Cyril? Well, you know, I can't really say much to it that either because I haven't seen much of it either. <laughs> I know it's front row, but it was just tough to see just because it kind of happened quick, you know. And I think, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. You know, definitely gonna try to bring him more more than more than two minutes. You know, unfortunately, it didn't go long. It was a long night for Cyril, but uh, you know, that's not, I'm excited. He brings a lot of things to the table. He's not, um, he's not fundamental like. He's a lot of different things that you know keeps you guessing, and that's a good thing. That's why he does well. He's he knows he's a great IQ. He smart what he does, and he's very very um, very direct what he wants to do. Um, so, but so am I. So it should be interesting fights. Be a chess match. It's super refreshing to see a fight like this. Obviously, because the last few weeks, few months have been dominated by, like you said, uh, Mojo MMA fighters versus boxers, or or just simply celebrities boxing each other, celebrities fighting each other. So I'm all in on this fight. Uh, uh, I feel for Stipe a little bit though, because like he said, John Jones barely took on Cyril. It was only a few seconds, so I, I don't know what he knows to expect. So hopefully, uh, we still get as good of a fight as we should, because there's not as much film on John. But I'm all in. 
in on this. I love this. This is just prepped to be the fight of the century. You can't stop saying it. It's statistically proven that Stipe is the greatest UFC heavyweight fighter and champion of all time. John Jones, on the other hand, a lot of people would say is the greatest UFC fighter of all time. But now you're talking about going up to the heaviest weight class, which is, of course, uh, a massive jump from from light heavyweight. We still don't know exactly what John Jones is going to do in this weight class. That last fight lasted so short, you just didn't get to see uh, enough about it and have any of those questions answered as to is the endurance factor going to set in. I mean, that extra weight makes a huge difference Take it from somebody who was a uh, nose guard in the NFL previously. Uh, but this is going to be the fight for the ages. Hype is an understatement when it comes to this one. I do have a little bit of advice for Stipe, though. Don't lock horns with John Jones, as I know very well. Um, Gotta watch out for those elbows. I came within centimeters of John Jones's elbow, and I still can't get the image out of my head. Gentlemen, there might be a new GOAT in the WWE. At least, that's what she said. Lucas, who am I talking about? You see her right here. You might know her as Valerie Loreda of Bellator fame. She is now Lola Vice. She is a WWE wrestler. She made it all the way up through the ranks and she made her NXT singles debut earlier this week. She went up against Roxanne Perez. Now, it wasn't the outcome she was expecting, but we talked to her prior to the match and she has huge expectations for her wrestling career. Well, I am going to be the best superstar in the history of the WWE. And I've been trusting the process. And I know it's very cliche to say, but you kind of have to do that here. And um, they've been, uh, they really did a good job at making sure I'm prepared. And this past year and a half, I've been a little bit more low key, not posting as much, kind of just training in silence, you know, starting from scratch, paying my dues. Um, but I am prepared. I think this has really tested my martial arts background and my master in um, in Taekwondo. And I'm proving to myself, I'm that true martial artist and um, I'm gonna give this whole uh, division a different flair, a different Latina touch that they've never seen before. As much as I'm sure everybody wants to hear the journalist's take on that uh, take, uh, uh, Mojo, I'm super curious. You don't hear a lot of wrestlers kind of say they want to be the GOAT unless they're in character. And for her to say that kind of without her character, I'm, I'm curious, what is your thought on that? And how is that perceived in the wrestling world? Well, I'm actually glad that you said that, Edward, because for sure, if any wrestler is in character, they should absolutely say that they are going to become the greatest professional wrestler of all time. I mean, that's the whole point, right? What kind of character would even be on TV if they didn't think that was the ultimate goal at hand? When you say this in real life as your own real persona, um, that can actually ruffle some feathers, especially if you're new and you're talking about how great you are and how great you're going to be and how you're better than everyone else. You can become alienated in a locker room for that. I guess it all depends on how that's being chopped up behind closed doors. I mean, every wrestler expects personally, professionally, everyone to, to declare that they will be the greatest. But as long as you're not chirping that behind closed doors and saying that in people's face in a private setting when there aren't cameras running, um, I think you're going to be fine. The, the latter would easily get you fired. And we've seen that happen 
in the past. I mean, for her to actually become the greatest professional wrestler, to become better than The Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, John Cena, Ric Flair, all these people. I mean, next to impossible for her to become a better professional wrestler than Mojo Raleigh. Well, that actually is impossible because Mojo was the GOAT. Everybody knows that. But you got to love the confidence. She is coming into this thing with a step up, with a background in MMA. That is going to be a huge asset to her uh, moving forward. But as long as she she doesn't get too cocky, that she stays humble and hardworking, um, you know, she could potentially get there one day. It's a long way from NXT to the main roster. It's a long way to even win a championship on the main roster after that. But uh, it looks like she has all the tools. So I guess time will uh, will tell. I'll just go on record and say I am a fan. It is time for a game we like to call MLB Oddities. And Edward Lewis, kick us off with Miguel Cabrera. We'll start in Oakland. As you guys know, Miguel Cabrera is finishing up his last season in the MLB. It's been a historic run, maybe one of the greatest careers of all time. And at every stop he's been, or nearly every stop he's been, they've been giving him a gift, a thank you, a parting present. Well, some of the places he's been getting surfboards, or in LA he was getting a custom Walk of Fame star. I mean, everywhere he's given him something nice. Last night, though, the A's presented him with a bottle of wine that when you look it up, it was only $80. Now, as a uh, franchise that's worth over $1 billion. A lot of people have had a lot of problem with this, saying it's cheap, they should have given him more. But hey, they did have the team sign it for Miguel, so maybe it wasn't that bad. Hey, I'll take it. But someone <laughs> someone that you actually saw earlier uh, in this segment is Joey Votto, and uh, he's in the news now too because he actually is joining a children's theater production of SpongeBob the Musical. He's going to do the French narrator role. Uh, he's actually recorded all of his parts already and he won't actually be present for it but he will have his voice going over the speakers when the kiddos take the stage in a couple weeks so very cool of joey Votto. but i do have to say as a fellow uh, former thespian myself it is a, a tough task being able to juggle both you know acting and being on you know the field and all that kind of stuff and uh, we were actually talking about this earlier today because stephen a smith had a very bad first pitch at the Yankee game. And uh, he's getting clowned by someone in our office who uh, thinks that he could do a better job than Stephen A with uh, these thousands of fans cheering or booing in front of him just because he could throw a 75 mile an hour ball uh, when he was 16 years old. But Stephen A, I'm not gonna give you too much crap for it because I know it's tough. I, I feel the same way. I don't think this th throw was that bad. I mean, we've seen some terrible ones. Conor McGregor, uh, uh, 50 Cent. I mean, we've seen on Dr. Fauci. This was not that horrible. But to his credit, Stephen A Smith went on TV today and uh, he had some fun with himself and, and poked around. Listen to this. I've known you a long time. Yes. And I can see from that look on your face, you were really ticked off. I was disgusted with myself, man. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I was warming up down there. I was throwing strikes from 60 feet away. And I got on that mound, and it looked like it was a mile away. I said, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> I said, what the hell am I doing here? And, you know, it just, I mean, it was, it, it, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. It was a choke job. I could do better than that. It was a choke job, and, and Stephen, they choked a little bit. It, I just did. It, it was straight, but damn it, I could do better than that. It wasn't that bad? No, Did it you wasn't. two actually say it wasn't that bad? Fellas, disgusting is an understatement here. What the <laughs> hell was that? And he made it worse. He said he was throwing strikes 
before this. I'm not buying that crap for a second. He couldn't even get the ball halfway there. Fellas, that was the worst. Now, I would understand if it at least went to the catcher, but it was off the mark. It was like some wide left, wide right, way too far. But when you come 50 yards short on a 20-yard pitch, what, what are we talking about right here? This makes no sense whatsoever. Fellas, I, I still can't get over that first pitch. I don't know if I'm more disappointed in that or the fact that you two thought it wasn't that bad. I, I'm not sure which of these things was worse. But, fellas, before we go, that actually wasn't even Stephen A's worst athletic performance ever. It gets worse than that. Take a look at this. Okay, look, I'm going to stop you there, Mojo, because there is a reason why I am here sitting at this desk and not on the baseball diamond or in a boxing ring. I know my place. <laughs> I, I, I completely agree. Because I mean, I, I'm not throwing any heaters if I'm if I'm on the mound, and I'm not certainly not hitting the bags harder than Stephen A. So I'm not sitting here and throwing stones at Stephen A. So you're telling me right now, if Stephen A. was running at the mouth, you wouldn't fist fight him after seeing this training video right here. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but he'll I'm end up looking like him. me. He'll end up looking like me <laughs> <laughs> well that is it for us today on tmz sports where the triumvirate had returned mojo mojo without lucas women edward lewis tomorrow michael j babcock will be back with us which should absolutely make it the best show since today